right, what's happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is the 1st, December 1st, 2022. What's going on? How's your week? How are you doing this week? You hitting some bets? You getting that account up? Hopefully that is the case. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be doing a few different things. Talking about some interesting stories that have come out in uh, the world of sports betting. And talk some NHL, a little NHL talk on today's show. So uh, it's going to be a good one today. Before we get into it, special thanks to Better Edge, betteredge.com. They allow you to bet VIG free. Get rid of the minus 110, get rid of the VIG, start betting risk free, aka VIG free. You're going to thank, uh, you're going to thank me that, you, that I sent you there. And uh, you're also going to thank me that, that I'm giving you the promo code SBD because you get a free 20 bucks. But your wife's also going to thank you because. You're going to save a lot more money every month <laughs> betting sports. Uh, betteredge.com, promo code SBD. Also, before we get going, uh, we love hearing from the audience. And the show's been growing so much. I really appreciate everyone out there finding us. Uh, this is a good reminder, too. If you're not already following, remember to follow, rate us, review us, do all that stuff. But I uh, heard from someone last night on Twitter, uh, Red Bull Bets. And uh, they just kind of reached out and said, you know, uh, they listen to the pod and they appreciate it. So always, you know, pre- appreciate that. And uh, we always love hearing from you guys. So if you have anything to say, good or bad. We're, we're here for you. Um, my personal uh, Twitter account is at Tyler Walge, at Tyler W-A-L-J-E. And then the show's is at SBD underscore P-O-D. Uh, so, again, appreciate that. And we always love hearing from the audience. All right, let's get to it. Uh, on today's show, like I said, let's start off with some of these news stories. Uh, Yasiel Puig uh, caught up in a, a litigation currently, or at least an investigation, that he was betting on sports. Uh, it says here, former Dodger star Yasiel Puig has withdrawn an agreement to plead guilty to a charge of lying to federal in- investigators in a sports betting probe and has decided to plead not guilty. So it's not about the sports betting. It's about lying to the federal investigators there. But this article goes on to say that apparently Puig has allegedly bet 899 times on tennis, football, and basketball through an offshore website in 2019. Um, There's no evidence of the plea agreement of Puig uh, that happened afterwards. But all those bets, he's allegedly down $282,000, almost $300,000, and he made these through an ex-coach and I believe a current scout. Let me uh, verify that real quick. Yeah, yeah. One of his former coaches and current scout made these bets for him. So, um, you know, it's we, we talk about this sometimes that it's not so far fetched. The idea of these players mixing and intermingling with the sports betting world. Now, I'm not calling 1909 or whatever that was the White Sox, 1919. I forget what year it was, but there's things that are going to go on. I mean, whether it's actual game fixing, which I think happen, you know, happens way less than people think, and it's happening less and less the more regulations happening, there's nefarious things that happen within the sport that you may not even call game fixing, but if you're up to date on what's going on, maybe you have some inside information, you can make a lot of money in those situations. Uh, one example would be, and I'm detracting a little bit from the Puig sports betting thing, but um, I heard Sean Payton on the Colin Cowherd uh, show, I don't know, this is like a week or two ago, and he was talking about a game they played several, several years ago before Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick to the Buccaneers. 
And what happened was Sean Payton, coach of the Saints, they were playing Tampa Bay. It was a huge game for the Saints for playoff seating and, and you know, all that stuff. So um, they were losing at halftime. Okay, the Buccaneers were beating the Saints at halftime. And Sean Payton's talking about this on, on the show. And he says, you know, we knew in the second half of that game they were tanking. And obviously they wanted Jameis Winston. They had locked up the first overall pick. And you can only do so much, right? The players are playing well. So what happened? They pulled all their starters. <laughs> you know, uh, Sean Payton said he starts here and one after another, the defensive coordinator up in the booth say, yeah, Levante David's out, you know, oh, and so-and-so's out, Winfield's out. It's like, why are they pulling all their starters beating us in the second half? Okay, this makes sense. If you knew that was going to happen, imagine the money you could have made during that game or even before that game having that info. So, look, the idea of fixing games and things being set up, I don't think is as is, is very common at all. But the idea of weird stuff happening in the sports world that will affect the sports betting market or will affect part of the sports betting market is a very, very real thing. But I thought that story about Yasiel Puig betting. And remember, I mean, who was it? The uh, There was a receiver. I forget. I'm, I'm sure a, a bunch of people are yelling at the, you know, at the car right now, tell me who it is. But there was an NFL receiver betting on games. Here, I mean, I'll type this in real quick. NFL receiver betting on games. Oh, Calvin Ridley. That's right. Sus suspended this whole season. So, I mean, this, this is going to happen a lot, but it's obviously very, very sensitive to these leagues who want to keep a good image about sports betting. All right, uh, moving on to another story here. Uh, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario, the AGC, the AGCO, uh, for all my South Park fans out there, there's not a. I mean, come on. If you put all the if all the Canadian South Park episodes together, that's that's the best collection of South Park episodes for sure. Canadians. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 and also I don't know if alcohol and gaming commission should be like part of the same thing. I know in some states they are, but that seems a little strange to me. Um, the AGCO of Ontario has banned gambling on UFC fights in the aftermath of potential insider betting and suspicious line movements surrounding the recent bout. Okay, this is actually exactly what I was just talking about with game fixing. The reason this is happening less and less, actual game fixing and setting things up, is because the more regulated things are, the more red flags can be thrown up, and the more red flags are thrown up, we can see exactly what's going on. And here's how you find a game fix, okay? People say, what do you mean? How do you find these things? Here's how it works. Let's say you want to fix a game. You're not going to go to the Broncos and the Chiefs on Sunday night in a couple weeks. That's ridiculous. You're going to go to, you know, uh, you know, Oakland State University and talk to their basketball team. That's what you're going to do. You're going to go to a low-level basketball team, talk to them, try and pay them several thousand dollars, if not more, and get them to do whatever you want to do, right? I'm, I'm spitballing here, but that's that's what you do, okay? So let's say you talk to, and I'm not even going to put any colleges out there. So let's say you talk to Team A, okay? And you and you get them to, to tank next game. Well, what happens is Team A typically doesn't get that much money because no one's betting on these lower-level basketball games. So when these sharps come in who have the inside info and hammer it for hundreds of thousands of dollars, the sports books are going to say, huh, why is this team, who usually collects about 15000 why did they get 350000 and why is it all one-way action, <laughs> right? So this is what throws up red flags. So in this example, apparently, I didn't know this until I read this article, one of the recent UFC fights on, the fi on this uh, recent card had really interesting, 
unpredicted, unprecedented line movements, one-way action for a fight that apparently went the way of the money. So what happened was it was the fight between Derek Minner and Shaylin. Oh God, this is like a hockey goalie. Shaylin Nerdambiki. <laughs> You're gonna have to look this up. Shaylin Nerdambiki or Derek Minner, uh, UFC 214. I'm I'm not gonna do any homework on that. I'm just I'm just plowing ahead with the podcast. Uh, so what happened was there was unusual activity, wild wild line movement just minutes before the fight. Okay, just minutes before the fight, just minutes, and then. As the fight started, seconds into the fight, uh, Derek Minner went down with an injury, which led many to obviously believe that he entered the fight injured. People knew that. They bet on that. And so there's a whole thing going on now about was the fight fixed? You're going to hear about this, okay? This is not going to go away. This is going to come out. There's going to be a report done. There's going to be you know some kind of investigation. This just was published an hour ago, and I'm reading this on MMAJunkie.com. So Ontario jumped on this. I don't know if anyone else will, and I don't have any other information on this, but it's an interesting theme for today's show, right? Fixing games, getting involved with, with the sports betting market, because the more sports betting becomes regulated and legalized, this stuff's going to matter more and more. No one cares if you go, well, obviously you don't wish injury on anyone, right? But no one generally is going to make a huge deal if a fighter goes down with a fight at the beginning of the, of the match. What's going to matter is, how much money was won or lost on that fight. That's what matters, and that's what matters now legally in a lot of states. So, all right, let's move on to some NHL talk. Uh, we haven't talked NHL in, in quite some time on this show. So just a couple notes here. I mean, bring everyone up to date with what's going on if you haven't been paying attention this year, and uh, my thoughts on a couple teams and a couple divisions. Uh, let's start off in the Metropolitan. Uh, New Jersey is currently <laughs> New Jersey's currently one of the best teams in the NHL, tied for the best with 38 points. Now Boston's got one game in hand on New Jersey, but still Boston, New Jersey, 38 points at the top of the NHL, which is it is surprising because when you look at the not just the NHL but the Metropolitan in in in, in particular, we predicted Carolina, Pittsburgh, Washington to be up there, potentially the Rangers. Like I, I think the general consensus was New York was finally going to put it together this year and compete at least for the Metro, and then the Islanders too. So this is a crowded, crowded division, and for New Jersey to now be at the top at the beginning of December, you know, we're, this isn't five games into the season. We are 23, 24 games. You know, some teams have played 25 games in an 82-game schedule. We are well within this thing. We're, we're past the 25% mark. So what we see now is not a fluke. These teams are what – we, what we've seen is indicative of, of who these teams are. And, I mean, I, I, you look at New Jersey's injury report, they've been one of the more banged-up teams to enter the season. And some of those more influential pieces they traded for, picked up in free agency, they got hurt early on. So I've actually been impressed with New Jersey. And when you look at the advanced stats, they're performing as well as anyone. Five on five, I like to look at the Fenwick percentage. Fenwick and Corsi are two different shot evaluators. And Fenwick is pretty much the same thing as Corsi. It just ignores blocked shots, which I think is a little more uh, of a telling indicator. So the Fenwick four percentage, uh, shots four, shots against in terms of Fenwick. The New Jersey Devils are the second best team in the NHL behind the Carolina Hurricanes. In my efficiency numbers, they're number three overall. In shot four percentage, they're number four in the league. So, or excuse me, they're number one in the NHL for that. So 
New Jersey's not a fluke. They're scoring goals. Uh, they are second in the NHL in goals for percentage in terms of how many goals you're scoring and how many goals are you allowing, and in terms of expected goals for, right? XG, New Jersey's number one in the NHL. So you say, okay, expected goals for, that's fine. What about expected goals against? You may be, you may be you know, doing well on offense. What's their defense looking like? New Jersey, fourth best in the NHL, expected goals against. This is not a fluke. This team has put it together slowly behind the scenes. And a couple offseason additions, good goalie play. This is what happens when things come together. And uh, look, I mean, I say good goalie play, but they don't have any goalies right now in the top 10 in terms of GSAA. A goal scored above average on EvolvingHockey.com. Vince uh, Vitek Vanasek is 11. And, I mean, that's not bad, obviously. But that's a good indication, right? He's not playing above his head. He's not going to you know, come back to what we normally expect. He's having a good season, not great. But it's more about how New Jersey's playing. So that is very interesting what's going on there in the, in the uh, Metropolitan. New York Islanders currently second with 30 points, and then Carolina third with 29 points. And it's if you look at the, the futures market, it's very interesting because the Devils right now are all over the place. Just a couple days ago, I checked this on Monday. It is Wednesday at 3. Oh, God damn, it's 3.55. I got to wrap this up, folks. Uh, 3.55 on a, on a Thursday, I mean. So four days ago, uh, New Jersey was minus 120. To win the Metro, they're currently minus 170. So that's a big shift in just a couple days. Right now, though, if you're going to look to buy, here's the thing. When you make, or when professionals make uh, futures bets, they don't just make one and, and cheer for that team. You look to buy on and off of teams. So right now, you want to buy low with certain teams. You don't want to be taking the Devils now or the Hurricanes now because they're one and two in the odds. You want to be buying low for teams you think are, are going to come back. And then potentially, you'll have a, a chance to buy the Devils or Hurricanes if they have a dip in their season. So right now, I would look at the Rangers 18 to one, the Penguins 14 to one, even the Islanders 12 to one. Those are the three teams. I'd look at to get a piece of in the futures market for the Metropolitan uh, Division. So, look, I didn't realize it's gotten a little late. I actually got to get going. I got a few things I got to attend to, but uh, I'm going to rename this uh, podcast title to just the Metropolitan Division. So, maybe tomorrow we can pick things up, talk about the Atlantic. We'll do that. Uh, whether we'll tie it in with Football Friday or do different pods, count on that. We'll do a pod tomorrow where we talk Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlantic, uh, Central, and, and Pacific. We'll talk some conference things, some futures bets. But, uh, yeah, got a little ahead of myself with that one there today. But, hey, we got some hockey talk in and uh, talked about those other stories as well. So, all right, thanks for listening to today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.